Welcome to the New Life Lutheran Podcast, where new life in Christ is celebrated and we explore together how to live the Christian life with excellence. Thanks for listening today. You can find our podcasts at nllutheranpodcast.com. You can also subscribe on Podbeam, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play Music. If you have any questions for Pastor Eric or would like to suggest topics for our podcast, you can email Pastor Eric at eric, E-R-I-K, dot Anderson at nllutheran.com. New Year, everyone. I'm Pastor Ben, and with me, as always, is Pastor Eric, our discipleship pastor here at New Life Lutheran. And we are hoping for another great year of you being a part of a life group or fulfilling that resolution to step in, lead, or participate in a life group for the first time. But no matter if you're a veteran or beginner, I know that uh, your life group experience this year will be a life-changing experience, and you will experience the transformation that God has for you within that group setting. So we are looking forward to you participating this year. And one of the reasons I know that it'll be a transformative experience for you is because of our topic today, which is intentional caring. Now, this is a topic that we have discussed before, but if you're new to our podcast or just need a refresher, don't worry, we're about to catch you up. So to begin our time today and to make sure everyone is on the same page, Pastor Eric, why don't you give us a quick review on what intentional caring is? Yeah, so the um, this is part of the four the four things that our life groups are are accomplishing. Uh, which we use the acronym LIFE. We have life sharing, intentional caring, faithful living, and encouraged calling. We talked about life sharing um, last week, um, and this week we're talking about that intentional caring. Several months ago, um, in last summer, we did a podcast on these four things. So each of these these podcasts is not going to be just like rehashing all that information. Uh, so I encourage you to go back and listen, find... Um, just search for intentional caring um, within our uh, uh, podcast, and you'll find that one from last year. Uh, but basically, what we're doing when we care for each other is that we are uh, playing the playing the part of um, the supportive community when we go through things, either good or bad. Uh, so, life sharing is um, going to be. Uh, More of that, like talking, burden sharing. We're going to be talking about our burdens, talking about the good things. We're sharing life together. This is when uh, intentional caring is when something happens. um, The life group is the people who step in to support and help out um, that person in their group with whatever it is that's going on. So um, example is someone gets sick. Uh, your, Your life group's the one who goes and sees that person, visits that person, prays for that person. Uh, gives that person food, uh, makes some meals for them, um, whatever it might be. Uh, the life group is kind of the, the group that facilitates um, care for that person in their time of need. Uh, but also if something really great is happening, like some, you know, a child's getting married or uh, something, something good happens, uh, you get a raise and you have to, you're able to move into a new home or buy a home for the first time. Your life group's the people who are going to gather around and help you move and do all those types of things. So that's um, essentially what that intentional caring is, is praying for each other and serving each other in those times of both good and uh, and bad. 
Now, I know that you've been very intentional about uh, making these things accessible for anyone. So you want people to know exactly how to do this, feel confident in doing this. And so you've created a tool called the Intentional Caring Checklist. Could you just walk us through what that is so we can best utilize it? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, many of our life group leaders already have these. Um, If you are a life group leader and you have not received one of these, um, that is my my oversight and I apologize for that. Um, Let me know and I'll uh, get a checklist to you. Um, Many of you may have had it and may have lost it. And if so, if you have lost your checklist, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. If you come in and ask for another one, I'll make you feel bad. No, I'm kidding. Just let me know um, and I'll get you one. Um, And so essentially what this checklist is, um, it's just a sheet of paper uh, that outlines uh, an easy way when something happens, good or bad. uh, These are just the things that you can do to make sure that person is cared for um, the way that uh, they need to be. So the first thing that we do um, on the checklist is, is write down who's the primary contact in the life group for this event that happened. So let's say, Pastor Ben, let's say you and I and several other people are in a life group. Um, let's say I get hurt, you know, whatever, I break my leg, whatever happens, I'm in the hospital. If you're the primary content, if you're gonna be the person who like communicates with me, communicates with the rest of the life group, we would write your name down, Pastor Ben Anderson, just so somebody is named. Somebody who is the primary contact with the person who um, had the event, um, the, who's being cared for, and the rest of the life group. Then um, after that, there's just uh, some information. So there's just a couple boxes of, of what, what has happened. So if it's a hospital trip, sick at home, death in the family, family crisis, other, uh, there's a checkbox that you can check so that every, you know exactly what's going on. Um, then we get into the checklist itself. Um, So the first thing that happens is, does the church office or pastor need to be notified? That's the first um, checkbox. So um, if something happens, um, let's say I I do break my leg, um, it's probably pretty important that the office knows that's going on because um, I'm going to be in the hospital for a while. I have some roles in the church. So uh, check. Yes, the the, the office does need to be notified. Then the primary contact would do that. They would call the office. Hey, um, this person is sick. This person's in the hospital. Um, this person got pneumonia. This person, whatever happened, right? Um, and then the next thing that we would do um, after contacting the office, letting the pastoral staff know if something happened, um, is pray, right? So the kind of central act um, that we can do together is to pray. Uh, we are encouraged and, and commanded in Scripture um, that if we are sick, to gather leaders together to pray. So um, we're going to organize a time of prayer. So. You check that, and then you um, there's actually a box here where you can organize when that's going to happen, where that's going to happen. So just schedule a time for your life group to get together to pray for that person. Um, if you can't meet in person, schedule a time of prayer where wherever you are, um, at work or at home or whatever, you can all be praying together at the same time. So you organize that. Um, then the next thing that I have here is um, organizing a schedule to visit and to pray with the person. And so... Uh, there's a box that has several um, columns um, and rows. So you can say, um, this person in our life group is going to go visit them this time and date. This person is going to go visit them at this time and date. This person is going to go visit them at this time and date. Just so you can have a plan of how you're going to care uh, for that person. Then the next thing that we'll do, uh, that you'll do is you'll organize um, food if necessary. 
Um, so if the person um, is very sick and the family is going to be in and out of the hospital a lot and there's not going to be um, a lot of time to be cooking food, um, you can organize a food schedule. So then the same thing you uh, you just assign or you you know ask your life group who can make meals and then you just have a list here. Um, it's a table here on the sheet of who's going to make food, when they're going to make it and what they're going to make. So then you can get a rotation of uh, meals to that person. Um, and then after that, there's just uh, a schedule of follow-up. So after the person's been seen several times by people in the life group, um, after the meals have been organized, um, we want to be following up with them. We want to continue that contact. So um, just organizing a schedule for people to go and visit them if necessary, continue to visit them or give them a call or shoot them a text or whatever, um, but just organize some sort of follow-up. So this is... Um, it's pretty rigid because I want to make it as easy as possible that if, um, you know, whatever, something happens, I want the leaders to be able to um, effectively care for that person and not have to think too hard about it. Um, so that's what we that's what we do. That's the checklist. Um, contact the office if necessary. Organize time of prayer. Organize a schedule to visit. Um, organize a schedule for food. Organize a schedule for following up in prayer. And there are tables on the sheet itself so that you can write down the names of the person, when that's going to happen. You can have all the information right there on that sheet. The person who's organizing and contacting people then can shoot uh, reminders by text and just say, hey, just to remind you, tomorrow you, um, you're scheduled to go visit this person. Does that still work? Do we need to reschedule that? How can we make that happen? Um, then at the end, there's just uh, a couple of lines where uh, you can... Uh, write down any other things that you need to be successful to successfully care for that person. So, um, you know, like we talked about, uh, we talked about this last year when we had this conversation with Pastor Phil, that what we're trying to do is we're, we want to democratize um, the process of of caring and praying for each other as a church. Um, so, Pastor Ben, you and I and Pastor Phil do not have enough time to do um, pastoral care for 700 members. We just don't have enough time to do that. Um, and so what this is doing is that this is allowing, empowering the life groups to care for one another and to pray for one another um, in this way. So that's the checklist. It's super simple, super straightforward. It gives you all the tools you need to be successful. Um, so if something does happen, you have it. You're ready to go. Yeah, there's a lot of those things on there right now that if you're a, a long-time well, as long as you can be for a 10-year-old church. But if you're a maybe a longtime church member in general, maybe you've been here the life of new life, you're like, hey, but don't we have groups that do these things already? And the answer is is yes. And if you went to a church of maybe about 100 people or so, the answer is they probably had something like this too, where they had a prayer team and they had a lunch team and they had a visitation team and the pastors went and visited everyone. And that's, and that's great. Um, however, when a church grows, which is the goal – of, of the Great Commission, that if you're you're actually going and bringing more people into the family, that the family grows, like that should be a natural byproduct. And therefore, the old ways of serving that family become somewhat obsolete or just probably in some ways improbable. And so the pastor can't know everyone, can't have lunch with everyone, can't have personal conversation with everyone. And this is where the beauty of life group steps in because those people that you know well are now doing that for you. So you don't get some nameless, faceless person showing up when you're sick in the hospital. You're not getting some nameless, faceless person 
uh, dropping you off food mm-hmm. and or praying for you. And you're wondering, are they really praying for me? Because I actually don't know who that person is. And I just put my name in a card. And so I'm hoping they are, mm-hmm. but they actually don't even know my story. And so this is where life groups are actually a, a better, a better way. Even if you're in a small church, it's still a better way that you have your friends and your family who you're walking this whole life group process with, and then you get sick and then you're in need and they're the ones who bring you food and they actually know what you like because you're spending time with them. They're the ones praying for you. They actually know the names of your kids and, you know, and then they're the ones who show up at, at the hospital when you're sick and you actually recognize their face when they walk in. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. the beauty of it. It's a better way. It's a better way. And, And truly it's, it's a lot more in line with what it was always meant to be instead of the, this, this moment of space where we pro- professionalize pastoral ministry uh, in a way that we expected the pastor to do everything mm-hmm. and, and be everyone's best friend, mm-hmm. which is one uh, improbable, um, impossible. And it also is, does not serve the church well. So it doesn't free the pastors up to do what right. they're really meant to do, right. which is to preach the word, uh, give the sacrament and equip the saints for service. And so anyways, if you've, if you have that tension thing, well, don't we already do this? Yes, we do, yeah. but we're looking to do it in a healthier way. And right. so this is where life groups step in. So there will be a season where we have this hybrid, but in the long run, our, our broad scope hope is that the life groups internalize these things and we have the people caring for the people and it will be better ministry in the long run. So we're looking forward to that transition. But Pastor Eric, thank you so much for putting that uh, that tool together. It's a it's a wonderful tool. Just once again, for the, for those who have forgotten, because I really want this to get put in their hands. How do they best uh, grab this tool without having to rewind this podcast and write yeah, it all down? Totally. The best way to get it is uh, if you don't have it, let me know, and I'll get you a copy of the checklist. Eventually, um, this will be. Um, Part of our, uh, we are working on um, uh, an app, an app for your phone for New Life, um, and that'll kind of be uh, a multi-use tool, um, especially for our life groups. And eventually, this checklist will be on that app, so life groups can access this checklist all the time on their phone, and they can actually like do it that way. Um, but for now, until we have that launched, um, the I just have them in paper format. And so uh, give me a call, um, stop by the office, whatever, and I'll make sure that you um, have a copy. So, And I won't make you feel bad about it either. Yeah, another way too is he prefers to go anti-technology in the new year. So carrier pigeons <laughs> are really good. He's been training them in his office. So if you want to stop by and yeah, grab a I've carrier pigeon. Out a, I've hired out a Pony Express crew uh, to ride horses around and deliver packages. Yeah, so you guys can use all this, any of those tools. Uh, text, email, uh, Pony Express, Carrier Pigeons to get that information to Eric to get best equipped for the new year. But I want to thank you for joining us and starting your new year off right, talking about life groups and the art of intentional caring. And honestly, what a better way to show uh, Christ's sacrificial love than to care for people in your life group in this way through intentional caring. So we thank you so much for listening to us as you have learned more and more and more through this podcast how to live out your life best in your life group setting. I have been Pastor Ben, and with me as always has been Pastor Eric, and we look forward to continuing this conversation with you next week.